You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 88 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm well. What's been happening in your world? Um, so I've been loving my 85mm lens. I've been shooting a lot with that this week. So uh, I, I, I get into, do you get into phases with uh, gear or like you might use a certain computer app more than others or do you do that with your stuff? Yeah. So like I know that um I have a really bad habit of when I find a new food that I love. Oh yeah. I have to you've seen this in me. I have to eat it every night for like the next three months and then I'll never eat it again. Well I think that happens with so at the moment the eighty five is lens of the month. And uh, it's had a very good workout. And, God, it's a good lens. It's such a good lens. I'm very, very happy with it. So what kind of things enjoy, are you shooting with it? Enjoying that. So I did um, a couple of big uh, lifestyle uh, portrait shoots uh, this week, which are like uh, photographing uh, celebs for, that are uh, giving them uh, enough uh, – uh, publicity stuff that they can use for magazine covers, editorial stories, and things like that. So you've got to walk, uh, turn up to a place, and uh, find lots of different backgrounds and different setups. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the shoots I did, the daylight was superb, and there was nothing I could do with flash that would add anything to these shots. So I shot with daylight and it was just beautiful. And daylight with the 85, with a few other little tricks that I was using by just giving the shot depth was uh, a a fantastic way to go. So that's probably my favourite way to shoot when I turn up and they go, okay, go. Yeah. (laughs) Make stuff happen. Make it up from scratch. We don't care. Just give us – we need uh, six, six, six different looks. Uh, off you go. Yeah, and fantastic. That, and, and so you're making it up from nothing. It's great. You're building shots, problem solving. Uh, I really, really enjoy working like that. You're really great at that. I've seen you in action where people have said, yep, we just want six shots and go. And, yep. yeah, magic results. Sometimes so- I'm amazed. <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice way to work and and then uh you know the 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 other way not so much where the the, the client and it's often with newer clients where the newer clients will say okay we've worked everything out for you um can you just shoot it? Here's the background. Here's how we want the person to stand. Mm. And that's often with advertising and uh, mm. uh, depending on who you're working with, it, it feels like that, well, all I'm here doing now is pushing the shutter yeah. and maybe directing a bit and uh, that's probably 
my least favourite way to work. Yeah, for I sure. Say. Yeah. Mm, well, you've been busy this week then. Yeah, and so got got lot, lots of uh, like lot of retouching and yeah it's 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 good and it's like you know what spring i can feel it val Me it's too. the days are getting longer the um the when you when i walk at night i can smell the blossom and mm. uh like the the that's that's uh exciting we've had we had a couple of days where it was 19 degrees in melbourne last week and it was sunny and i'm like i made it we it's, survived the winter oh is that warm or cold What's 19 in, for, in winter is fantastic. Oh, right, yeah, okay. That's a good day for yeah. a, for an August day. So, But okay, that you yes. know once you get a few of those because we've had like sub 10, around 10, 11, 12. Oh, that, I can't cope. That, which is like people in the Northern Hemisphere are saying, that's actually summer for us sometime, <laughs> you know. But, and but we are like, talking that, Celsius, everyone. Yeah, yeah. That, that in Melbourne, that's pretty cold. Um, mm. It's hard to do things, but like once mm. the sunshine just changes everything and the and of course that I've been dealing with gray every day it's been gray skies and I've had to add flash and add warmth and try and uh manufacture sunlight in all the shots so and 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 it's like oh my god I'm gonna have to go up in ISO because it's feels it's it's dark yeah but when you get that sunlight and the sun's bouncing around it's bouncing around you can shoot inside and uh it's like everything's lit beautifully it makes all the difference Val. love spring fantastic yes mm. well i have been um uh thinking about spring as well because i was looking at the shower today thinking I yeah. think it's time for a spring clean you know ah, <laughs> is that you you're gonna get down and get the rubber gloves out or you're just gonna hire the team that come and yeah, do it yeah i think yeah. the latter probably I, I, I've done that a few times, and it's really good. You got to, you'll have to move all the animals out of the house for the day. Yes, yes. And they come in and they do the windows, they do the oven, they do the cupboards. It's fantastic. <laughs> but this episode, this podcast, how everyone, to clean your is, house. is not about how to clean your house. Uh, oh, in fact, Gina, I'm taking your advice, and by within the next three, four days, I will have my new tripod. Oh, fantastic! Yes. What head did you get? I'm going to get – okay, so Gina suggested that I get the Manfrotto 475B yeah. uh, tripod. Yeah. And in terms of the head that I'm going to get, because I'm actually exploring the world of video more yeah. these days, I am going to get the fluid head. Right. Yes. So that's the pan tilt. Yes, exactly. Yes. Fant- yes. So have you had a look at them and, and had a play? Well, I have had um, lots of uh, – that. that's this weekend's – Activity, but I know go I kick will. Tires? Uh-uh. <laughs> You're going to go and pick pick a few up. The four. I I I really want you to go and physically hold a four seven five B and go. Okay, this feels all right for me. Okay. All right. I will. Good. Gonna gonna happen by Tuesday. It's my de- deadline to myself. What are you going to do with the four hundred other tripods? You could make <laughs> like an installation or something. I could. Well, they're all those cheap tripods, so, you know, who knows? You make tents for the pets out of them? I, I could. I could. <laughs> I'm sure they'll come into good use. Awesome. But anyway, I will send you a photo of my yeah. new tripod when I, yeah. when it finally, you know, gets to be in my hot little hands. Beautiful. All right. So now we have some um, links, that useful links that you want to share this week, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – 
this uh, first one, Val, uh, just I looked at it as soon as I saw it. I've already clicked to buy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wow. So Tether Tools is a company that make uh, fantastic accessories. And the last thing I bought from these guys was uh, the um, uh, tethering cable for my laptop uh, to camera. Right. So I can shoot tethered, uh, heavy duty, but it also comes with uh, clips so that if someone accidentally – uh, knocks the tether cord. It's not going to break in your camera, which can be very expensive. So they, they've got these like very smart systems to organise cables and uh, make everything lovely. But then they've come up with this fantastic uh, way to attach a speed light to a wall without having to use a um, a stand valve, which is right. what I really loved. And so you know. Uh, those hooks that you can buy in the supermarket, they're the plastic hooks that you peel the back of them and they you can stick them to, to a wall or the back of the door. They're like a, they've got like a double-sided tape. Like the 3M Look, hooks. Th- those ones, right? Yes. Um, well, this, th- these um, rapid tether tools, rapid mount, use that kind of technology and I kind of am looking at it going, that's so clever. I wish I had thought of this to MacGyver something similar. So basically uh, they've got a, like a little carrier that you put your speed light into and it's even got a little um, a sort of a bungee cord to hold it in place. Right. And then you've got these uh, uh, sticky pads that go on the back uh, of, of, of this uh, – like little uh, holster, and then it'll stick to a wall, a window, a door, anywhere. So if you're a right. wedding shooter, you could put one in the church or the venue, right, yes. without having to go, oh, my God, I've got a light stand and uh, people are going to knock it over and there goes every, you know, my, my expensive flash. Um, or you could put it uh, in the roof of a venue or all these places or if you've got a really tight area, And you don't have room for a stand or you just don't want to have uh, a voice-activated stand, (laughs) just attach it to the wall. It's so clever. So clever. So clever. Even though they are not um, 3M, it says they're pressure-activated rapid strips which remove without damage or leaving any residue, which I think is the best part, of course, because you don't want to be sticking it on someone's wallpaper and ripping it all off. Yeah. You know, like a, a national trust building that the <laughs> wallpaper's like 500 years old. So perhaps not those. No. But, um, and then you get the little pa- the little strips come with it. I think you get like a certain amount. I'll let you know because I've just ordered one. I think it's 24 US for this, right. for this little uh, holster. And then you can buy extra strips uh, separately. So I think it's a, a, a cool little idea. We'll put the link in the show notes, which you can find at ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. But if you want to have a quick look, it's at tethertools.eu. But like I said, we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. So now you also have uh, another link about green screens. So I was watching um... – I was watching the tennis that happened to be on um, from the uh, the Olympics and I was looking and the, the first thought I had when I saw the images, I'm like, 
oh, my God, it's a green screen. Why are they <laughs> playing on a green screen? Oh, and then sweet. I didn't think about it again until I saw uh, this uh, Petapixel um, blog <laughs> on what the internet had, had also noticed, that the mm-hmm. uh, tennis players at the uh, at Rio Olympics uh, were uh, – they, they happened to have the background was green, mm. which – so and in um, green screen green it green screen green so yeah. uh people went ahead and made all these uh really funny backgrounds like they uh they 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 made the tennis players like they're playing in spa- in outer space or mm-hmm. in fog or up in the clouds or on an airplane so very clever they also did this uh to the queen who uh i think uh one of her birthday celebration she happened to wear a green screen oh, jacket dear. and so all the oh, memes went around dear. and they just made all these different uh, jackets for it and it was just uh you know <laughs> too easy but um green screens are fantastic val um, yeah and i find it like so uh, i love i love them and i've uh, i've actually now bought myself a, t- a tiny little pop-up green screen oh yeah, and it's so it's like a, a reflector. So it's maybe it's not a meter wide. It's a it's really it's tiny. It'd be big enough to put behind uh, one person. Right. I actually thought when I was ordering it, it'd be a little bit bigger. And I've thought of this because there are times when you might be doing uh, headshots mm. or corporate headshots, and you can shoot on white, uh, but it, or, or grey. But sometimes if the hair is really close to the colour mm. of your background, it's a nightmare to cut that out so green screen just makes life so much easier unless your subject has green eyes then that can wreak havoc when you uh try and cut them out but they're they're very handy and and not that expensive uh just to have one in your kit for times like that when you think it'd be good to just knock the background out of this shot i'll just do do the shot again as a safety with a green screen behind it. So is it quite um, smooth? Because the I um uh, I bought a green screen which is probably maybe twice the size of yours. It's quite big. It can fit two people. Oh, so and... a pop up one Val. Sorry, po- a pop up green screen. I don't know what you mean by pop up, but we hung so it off um, you know stands and a and a and a and, a and rod. it folds down into your camera kit. It's it's portable. It's like or is it material? Well, it's, it's material. So oh, we're spending so much time ironing. Yeah, because, no, you know, no. So what happens is that's what I'm asking. Is it like a yeah. smooth thing? Yes. So the pop-up ones are like the 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 like the pop-up reflectors valve. So when when you um, fold them down, they, they they fold into a disc, and then when you open right. them up, they expand taut. The problem with green screens is if they're not lit evenly, when you go to select that area to to uh, replace it, uh, there's going to be subtle shade differences in tones, especially if you've yes. got wrinkles and it's going to make your life a nightmare. So it does need to be taught. And I've found uh, I've also had more success with my green screens when they're lit as well. Right, okay. Because it's even, you want the lighting to be even and, and have them taut. And I've, I've like worked on, like, you know, green screens the size of, uh, you know, they're huge, massive when they do productions when yep. they and, and, and commercials and things like that. The, 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 the film crew actually light them and for TV shoots, uh, for publicity shoots and stills, uh, light them as well. It makes life so much easier. Yeah, right. 
great tip. So then maybe one of those, Val, would be better for you. Yes, I think so because the ironing and, you know, me and ironing. Yeah, no, it's not. It doesn't. Mm. I, no, when, as soon as you said it, I thought, well, <laughs> what are you doing? That's insane. <laughs> so I understand you have also been watching the Olympics. I, I haven't, but it's a, lot, a little bit, right? Mm. But I, there's a, there, there was a shot that just went around the world. And because we've just recently done a, uh, a story on uh, a podcast on Speed Val, mm. this shot by uh, Getty photographer Cameron Spencer was just a ripper. Like he's captured uh, Usain, Usain Bolt uh, out ahead. Uh, it was, I think it was the 100-metre sprint. But he's got time running as fast as he can to glance over his shoulder and, like, smile. Like, <laughs> like I'm winning. And it just and, – and, again, um, like th- th- this, this shot – has like made this guy like world famous. It was like in every newspaper, every website, everything. How exciting for a Very photographer to be like. And he was an Aussie, not the, the that's, photographer. No, yeah, <laughs> Australian. So good on him. Good on you, uh, Cameron. As soon as I, I, I'm following him on um, uh, Instagram and Twitter now, because uh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's it's I have to it's try and find him and interview him. I think gone viral. Yes, yeah, so, huge. Um, now we have a shout out to Ari from Helsinki. Yeah, how cool, don't we? Yeah. So Gina um, receives a, a email. Well, I'm sure it wasn't a letter <laughs> from <laughs> Ari from Helsinki, who has said, "Hello, Gina. I needed to send you this thank you note related to the So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast I've been listening to recently. I used to listen to many photography podcasts during past years. Some of them useful and entertaining, but yours and Valerie's podcast is the best for me." Oh. The- That's sweet. The concept of a journalist and a photographer discussing together is great. I also work with journalists and it's always very a very symbiotic relationship. Somehow the topics have also been just perfect for me. I've only listened until the seventh podcast but looking forward to the rest. Today I enjoyed the psychology point of view photography. I've been wondering about some of those scenarios when when you're not sure when I'm not sure how to please or deal with certain clients and your speculation about the topic has been helpful and refreshing keep going Gina and Valerie thanks for sharing your wealth of experience with your likable voices oh we have likable voices Val. wow was... thank you so much Ari <laughs> such a cool letter really really appreciate that Ari and of course if you have 30 seconds to leave us a rating or review on iTunes we'd really appreciate it because it certainly helps us in the rankings and mm. helps us to be able to continue bringing you this podcast and thank you also to all of our you know regular listeners who've been been there since the beginning for all your support and for downloading and subscribing um really appreciate it yeah now let's move on to this week's topic which Mm -hmm. is how to overcome fear and doubt and thrive as a photographer Mm. i love this topic because Mm. i know that a lot of people suffer from fear and doubt i'm certainly one of them and i you know you kind of tell yourself intellectually that um, you should just do it, you know, and that you should just try your best and that yeah. you should and that you, you're, you're going to be okay. And yeah. But there is a lot of self-doubt because you actually do wonder 
am I any good? Yes. And because you, you, you're not sure. You actually don't yeah. know whether you're completely crap or whether you're average or whether you're actually, you know, doing quite okay. And yeah. it's hard to know, not only is it hard to know where on the spectrum you fit, where you feel you fit really affects A, your self-esteem, B, your confidence in in getting jobs or showing your work to other people mm-hmm. and see if you are doing it as a business you know your ability to to, to grow a, an effective photography business absolutely so, so it's um it's it's a it's a common dilemma that people find themselves in so where do we start on this Gina Well, let's start with a quote, Val, because you know I love a quote. And so my first quote is about the creative process. And basically it goes like this. This is going to be awesome. This is hard. This sucks. I suck. Oh, this might be okay. This is awesome. And that's how creatives <laughs> live from day to day with each new project. Mm. We start in with all that enthusiasm and then, so you know, you, 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 you're stumped by something and then it sucks and then everything sucks. And then you, if you push through, you get through the other side. I would just like to say that I think that is slightly incorrect. I, I think the creative process goes a little bit more like this is going to be awesome, this is hard, this is hard, this is hard, this is hard, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, I suck, I suck, I suck. Oh, this might be okay, but actually this is really hard and I suck. Oh, maybe it's not so bad. Oh, okay, this is awesome. I think that's a little bit more accurate. Well, you've dragged it out. <laughs> I gave you the uh, condensed, abridged version, okay. <laughs> So when it comes self-doubt, it's actually a good thing to have. So people think, oh, I shouldn't have any self-doubt. I just should be, you know, confident and walk around loving myself fully sick. <laughs> Love yourself fully sick is actually an Australian term, but it's actually a more unique Australian term. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more sort of uh, Australians with Italian backgrounds like me. You'll hear us saying loving yourself <laughs> Fully sick, so it's got it's like it's like a Jersey accent. Would you say that, Val? If I was uh, living in America, I would have a New Jersey accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just wanted to, Jersey wanted to clear that up. So um, it's it's it doesn't it's mean not, that you're sick or ill in any way. No, no, for, loving for the, yourself to the max. Like yeah, that's just what it means. Thinking, being very happy with yourself, walking mm. around like that, I don't think it's a good state. Um, okay. Self doubt, having some level of self doubt, actually means that you're self aware, mm. and uh, it gives you the ability uh, to be able to look at your work uh, constructively and look for areas where you, you can improve it, so that you've got an opportunity to grow as an mm. artist. Mm. But the problem is. That um, And then if you're the artist that's always looking at their work and thinking, oh, my God, I'm just so amazing, everything I do is amazing, everything I touch is amazing, well, you'll never grow. And so you'll get to the first point where you uh, technically are good and then you'll think that that's amazing. And we know, we all know people like that never grow and never get any better and, uh, you, you know, kind of it's not a great thing to, yes. to be that person. Yes. But then the other extreme, Val, is as an artist uh, who never actually share their work or do uh, anything, like they're, they're 
probably very, very talented, but they become paralyzed with this self-doubt and uh, constantly like is, is, is their work great enough or uh, like every other artist is better and, uh, you know, uh, struggling with things like that. So it becomes a real problem if uh, the fear and the self-doubt gets in the way of sharing your art with the yeah. world because I believe not sharing your work and not ever doing anything um, – is worse than actually sharing it and uh, risking you 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 risk all the great things that could come from that bell. Okay. You risk never experiencing that. So let's break it down. Let's talk about the ways because there's actually different ways that we doubt ourselves okay. as artists. So firstly, it's the I'm not good enough. So mm-hmm. that's uh, common. They're common, not good enough, not edgy enough, I'm too mm. young for this, I'm too old for this. Mm. Uh, m- many people who are going to a next level, a more challenging level, might suffer from uh, the imposter syndrome, Val, where they just think, well, right. I'm going to be found out when I try and go to the next level. Well, um, this is particularly if you've been given opportunities. Yes. And, and, you've, and, and you're thinking, oh, my God, they think I'm good enough to do X. Um, and you then suffer from imposter syndrome, you know, I'm not really, I'm just faking it. Yeah, and so yeah. this is a really common thing, Val, and so I'm going to read you a quote and uh, I'm then going to tell you who it's from. Okay. So there, there are an awful lot of people out there who think I'm an expert. How do these p- people believe all this about me? I'm so much aware of all the things I don't know. And do you know who that's from? Who? Dr. Chan, Chief of the World Health Organization. <laughs> right, so at okay. that level. And there's another one. I've written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run <laughs> out of – I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find out. You know who wrote that? Who? Maya Angelou. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, so at that level, this is something that's not just um, limited to uh, people starting out. Yeah. At all levels, uh, people struggle with imposter syndrome. So yeah. another way that uh, that uh, people uh, struggle with uh, f- feelings of uh, not being enough or mm-hmm. fear is to um, – it's all been done before and you're never going to be original enough. So, like, right. what's the point of becoming an artist when – there's nothing original and uh, I'm just going to be uh, rehashing uh, stuff that everyone else has done. Yes. But the thing is, Val, every artist borrows from the past. Yeah. You know? It's the great Very ones. true. The great ones actually know how to make it their own. So mm. there's a few quotes around. Uh, they've been attributed to different people. So I think it starts back with T.S. Eliot who said, the immature poet imitates and the mature poet plagiarises. <laughs> and then that's grown to good artists borrow, great artists steal. Or yes. uh, another one from Igor Stravinsky, the uh, uh, composer, who said lesser artists borrow, great artists steal. And that's, uh, that's been attributed to uh, for, for everyone from uh, Picasso to um, uh, all sorts of people. So you look at, um, you look at even musicians, uh, Lady Gaga, right? Who were her influences? Madonna. Mm. Like, you know, but then she took the stuff that Madonna did 
And she's completely made it her own. You can't look at Gaga and say, oh, my God, she's just ripping off Madonna. That's not the case. Like, she's taken, you know, influenced by Madonna and then moved on. And you can see uh, this happening a lot uh, with other artists throughout history where they've taken uh, great art and, uh, you know, learnt from it and then developed it and made it their own. So that whole notion that it's been done before and uh, there's nothing I can add, well, you can add yourself and yes. that's difference. That's the point of difference because yeah. no one sees, thinks, feels, has that same sort of uh, life experience that you do. You're, it's unique. For sure. I must admit I do suffer from the first one that you mentioned, which is I'm not good enough, and I do suffer from the second one you mentioned, which is, um, you know, imposter syndrome. But I will admit that I don't often think, oh, it's all been done before, I'm not original enough, because I do believe that even when you – steal or borrow from or take inspiration from other artists you always put your take on it you know and and so even with writing you're often influenced by other writers but you always they're always you know your own style and your own voice in the end so I do see how other people might um feel that they need to some come up with something really original but really um yeah it's something that um it's important to remember that uh, you're not you, you, you're you're putting your own stamp on it. You're right. Exactly. So the next one, Val, is one that uh, I struggled with for many years, mm. and that is that art isn't a real job. Yes. Okay? Now the people around me were saying this. Mm. Uh, my parents. Very well-meaning, just like for them, they looked at the career of art, uh, anything uh, to do with working with your hands, they Mm. couldn't understand it. They couldn't understand why I'd gone to the trouble of going to university, Mm. getting this teaching degree, the first person in the family to ever finish university. They were just like so proud Mm. and then I was going to go back and work with my hands. (laughs) They just couldn't understand it. So it was that – so I had a – it took me a long time to actually uh, respect my career as an artist and yeah. then convince my friends, uh, family and people around me that, no, I'm actually working. Like, yes. And a lot of us have to deal with this and you probably still get this, this foul where, you know, because we're not – carrying a briefcase and Mm. going to another uh, like a a particular place and you know punching the card and doing that and working nine to five Mm. we're not actually working whereas like so um the problem is Val if you don't respect what you do Mm. how is anyone else going to so like you know think about how you work as an artist uh so are you putting in the hours are you doing the marketing are you doing the backing up are you you know doing your accounts are you taking it seriously or are you just kind of you know spending days on on Facebook and and, uh, occasionally you might do a shoot but not really and it's kind of like this half-ass technique. Mm. Like if your family and your friends and, you know, at the end of the day, who cares what other people think of you, but if it's going to be important about how you see yourself. So if you start, if you're spending the hours and and treating it as a serious job and Mm. you respect what you do, then people around you are going to respect what you do. So sure. it, took me, it took me a while to get my head around that and I certainly, uh, you know, don't think like that anymore. Mm. Um, the next one, Val, is the gap. 
right? What's the gap? So the gap is people who believe that your work never looks like the work that you want it to be. So you've got this <laughs> idea in your head. Yeah right, of what you want or stuff that you see online but when then and then when you have a go, it never looks like that, yeah. right? And that's, that's, a, that's a common, common issue. Oh, yeah, so, I like, feel that. No artist ever is going to be completely satisfied with their work. So you're always going to, um, you know, be more successful in certain things and others It's and it's just the thing. But the thing is that like – you could keep working on stuff forever. Like I could keep lighting and tweaking and retouching and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and still never be 100% satisfied. So uh, the best quote I've ever heard about this is, is art is never finished, only abandoned. Yeah, right. At some point you've got to just go, it's enough. But I think you're talking about when you are striving for perfection. However, there is is a reality where your work doesn't look like where you want it to be because you have not equipped yourself with the skills yet to take it it where you want it to be. When you're starting out, there is this gap where you've got the taste, you've got the idea, you know what looks good, you Mm. know how you want it to look, yet, you know, for the first few goes, it's not going to get there but that's a matter of like all the things that we've talked about in this podcast the training the repetitive actions the the you know um learning the skills putting them together eventually one day you go oh my god it worked I get it or something just clicks you go now I get it. Now I understand that the relationship between ISO, shutter speed and aperture or something like that mm. and then you can finally start getting something like the images that you see or the ones you want to see. All yeah. right? So I've said this before, Val, but I believe that information is power. Oh, so I agree. The 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 understanding, like, you know, we can sit here and say, okay, well, let's talk about this. Like, we have all these self-doubts and, you know, just do this, this, and this, and then you'll be fine. But, like, understanding how the brain actually functions, and I'm not mm. talking about, like, I'm not going to break it down in a science way. I'm going to break it down in a gene way. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Okay, Co- I'm, I'm completely ready. Completely different, okay? So, I'm ready is really going to help you understand how to cope with and how to overcome fear and self-doubt. So how the brain works, I've actually named it the Lion King Protocol. Why is that? Okay. So do you remember, have you seen the Lion King? Yes, of course. I've seen it like a thousand times. I reckon I've memorized it. Why have you seen it a thousand times? Because uh, when uh, my children were very, very young, it was on like every day two times a day through they loved it they loved it when we we actually all went to see the musical last year and loved it sang along and like if I ever had a baby again oh my god I if I it's not gonna happen (laughs) it's not gonna happen but if I ever did that the 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 moment the baby was born I would do that thing on pride rock where you hold up the baby you know opening yeah I'd do that because that's the best I but, do that to my 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 cat Rexy all oh, the time. Oh, so perfect! Mm, so he's perfect! perfect. Yes. I love that song. I love that. And I sing it as yeah, I do it's it. Fantastic! Mm. So, do you remember Timon the meerkat from uh-huh. The Lion King? Yeah. Okay. So, the meerkat 
the male meerkat, um, this is the thing that they do. Their job, the, the, it's the uh, adolescent male, the job of the meerkat is to go onto a highest point uh, where the meerkats are all hanging out, right, and they stand guard all day for predators, right? They watch out. They okay. scan the sky for predators mm-hmm. and protect the tribe of meerkats, right? That's their job. Sure. The brain is pretty much the same. Right. The brain is scanning the horizon constantly because it's the brain's job to keep us safe. Okay. okay. Now, there's uh, meerkats at the zoo in Melbourne. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. And they're in an enclosure. And the male meerkat will stand guard all day looking for predators. They're usually hawks that could actually swoop in and take the meerkats. Oh, but dear. the problem is they don't have any predators. There aren't any predators because they're protected. They're in a protected environment. Yes. So these poor adolescent uh, males stand guard all day long looking into the sky and nothing is ever going to happen. So okay. the, the, the zookeepers every now and then will fly something in, like a, a plane or something, mm-hmm. so that the male meerkat can alert all the other meerkat that there's a problem. They give it something to do, right? Mm. Now, our brain was designed like back in the Stone Age, right, mm-hmm. Think about this. It was designed to protect us and it was constantly scanning and looking around for signs of danger. So that might be uh, we might have been eaten by a lion or stepped on by a a mammoth, right? Yes. But today, really, for most of us, realistically, Mm -hmm. living in in the cities or, you know, there aren't any real imminent danger. You're not going to step out of your house or be, be lie, sleeping at night and get eaten by a lion. No. There isn't any real threat. There isn't a physical threat to your life on a day-to-day basis like there was when our brains were Well, maybe not by stone. a lion, but you could get mugged. Perhaps. But as a general rule... The majority of us, the majority of our day, live in relative safety, okay? Okay, So, and the brain's job, its job, like the meerkat, is to protect us and keep us safe. And when it's got nothing to do, it makes stuff up, Val. It looks for threats, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, it makes stuff up to be afraid of. And so, that's why, um, because the caveman wouldn't go out and uh, be worried about, like, you know, oh my God, my my loincloth doesn't match my suit. You know, my <laughs> shoes, or or or, am I going to get a promotion at uh, the local slate rock gravel company? Do you know where that? <laughs> that's where Fred Flintstone worked, uh-huh. right? Because they were so busy worrying about getting eaten by a lion or trampled by a mammoth that they didn't sit there worrying about little silly things like I broke a nail, my nail file got taken (laughs) or, um, um, you know, stuff you make up when you've got nothing really physically that's going to to get you. So that's where Mm -hmm. kind of fear, anxiety and all these things come. A a brain that's got nothing to do is going to make stuff up to be worried about. So um, fear and self-doubt, it's kind of a story that we we tell ourselves. So, you know, you can get two artists that have got the same talent. One can be really successful. The other one's going to be... um, 
you know, constantly have this self-doubt and not get ahead. One will think their work sucks. The other's going to think they're the greatest gift that, you know, they can give to the world. So what's the difference? It's about the stories that we tell ourselves. So no matter how grown up we are, Val, how mature, how sophisticated we become, our brains are actually controlled by a seven-year-old, okay? <laughs> now, that's the seven-year-old that uh, we revert to in a crisis. Um, so when someone cuts you off in traffic, your boyfriend dumps you uh, or you get uh, your last-minute dinner invitation gets cancelled, your brain goes back to that state of that child, which is where you might have been wounded as a child in the first place. You spend the rest of your adult life trying to make up for stuff like that. Okay. You weren't invited to the popular kids' party. Um, so you've told yourself a story when that happened as a child that that means that popular kids don't like you so you might spend the rest of your life trying to rectify that or have an issue with um, not being accepted or here's where it comes to creativity rap uh, um, Val and this is happened- you just called no, me I your did. son's I had him on name. my mind because I was thinking of the next story <laughs> but but um this happens a lot uh with, and a lot of adults are actually scarred today mm. where an, a, a, by a teacher who's told you that you weren't good enough. One person mm. having a bad day gives you their opinion and as a child where you don't have the capacity to deal with that and say, well, that adult was just having a bad day, it's not, you know, it doesn't mean that everything I do is going to suck. You take that to heart. Mm. You carry that with you for the rest of your life. So if an art to- teacher told you that your your uh, clay figurines sucked, you might take that as that's gospel, I suck, I'm no good at art, I'm never going to do it again and really fear being judged again because of that that thing happened or your best friend laughed at you um, and told you that your drawing was stupid and so that that's shut you down as an artist. This happens a lot. Uh, I know uh, a lot of writers might have been told by a teacher, an influential person, a parent even, you yeah. can't write, you can't write, you're no good. And these people carry that into adulthood. Yes, although I must admit when I was at school, when teachers did that to me, I just told them that they were wrong. Yeah, so, so Valerie, you are actually one of the things <laughs> that I really love about you is that you have this unique. You prob- probably are one of the most fearless people I know. And oh I no, but I, ha- I feel you. No, I have a I lot of self doubt about my. But I can see that in you as a child. <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt that would have happened. That you would have stood there and told the teacher you're wrong. Yes, and I would and go down to the principal. Cajones to do that, <laughs> and then you go to this principal and you go, "Do you want to get her sacked?" And I would have Does written evidence. I, I would have written, I would bring documentation <laughs> oh from the encyclopedia. See, that's not what it says. That's not how you spell it. Or <laughs> I know I was probably a real pain in the ass. But having said that, I uh, do suffer from a lot of self doubt, particularly in the art is a real job arena so very much that that feeling that you should be doing something that is like being a doctor or a lawyer or a or you know an engineer or something because doing that creative stuff is not um like a true profession which is really which is ridiculous because of course it is 
So do you know where that comes from? Who who in your life, uh, because I know that like my art is not a real job, that comes from being hearing that, you know, and learning that. That's learnt behaviour that yes. I from the people around me. Do you is that where you got yours? I think it was because I didn't know any artists. My family didn't know any yeah. artists at yeah. all. So it wasn't even in our frame of reference. They didn't even need to say that it wasn't a real job because we didn't know anyone who had those jobs. Yeah, fair enough. And so but if you grew up with your uh, mother or father as an artist, it, it, you would totally just totally different. Yeah. It would be so totally different. Yeah. yeah. So so these are the stories we're telling yourself so I want um, I want you all to think about like you know what is it what, what's your story where's it coming from and maybe think back so like is uh, the fear of uh, rejection or is it a fear of failure or is it a fear of success okay that's, yeah. that's holding you back because some people think oh they're, they're afraid to fail but there might be that like all your life from a parent or or people of influence you've heard uh life life sucks we're never ever going to get ahead it never gets any better for our family now if you're hearing this over and over and over there's never enough money we never get any better artists always struggle they never you know get ahead you're hearing this over and over again as a child growing up that's going to sort of seep into your psyche and at some sort of deep level you're going to believe that but it's not it's a story that we tell ourselves it's a story that our brain is telling us because uh like the meerkats at the zoo it's got nothing to do so think about the things that you are afraid of and you know is it fear of ridicule so and um let's talk about some ways to improve self-confidence around these uh, areas okay yeah great so firstly let's recognize that uh that voice in your head that's the mean girls or boys that live in your head and that's all that is it's a story it's automatic thinking and it's that same repetitive stuff every day it's not you it's not your thoughts so just every now and then stepping out of yourself and stepping back and seeing that thought and recognizing it being in the moment and telling them uh thanks brain i know you're just trying to help me here but i got this Mm. uh just sit in the corner and be quiet. I've got this covered. And that can be so empowering. And I've done that when I've been afraid, Val, of something. If I've had something that I'm afraid to do, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've taken my, I've told my brain to just be quiet and uh, that I recognize that that's little Gina that's afraid, the seven-year-old. And I say, adult Gina has got this, you wait in the car, I'm going to do this on my own, I've got this. And do you know what? It helps. Um, Another one is uh, just doing little small steps, like doing one thing towards your goal actually means you're a success. So even the smallest action is going to feel like a success and it boosts your confidence. So take a photo You don't need to share it, but take that photo is going to boost your confidence. If you're building a business, do a little thing like uh, research, find people that you need to contact, okay? You did something. The next day, send an email. It doesn't mean you need to send a thousand emails. Send one as an initial point, but you've done something. I love that. Just do one tiny thing. Just tiny thing, Mm. you know, and they do this for uh, uh, patients who are suffering from deep, deep, 
deep depression where they're just paralyzed and there's not much that they can do on the, in a day, well, mm. the, the doctor will just say, okay, get up, have a shower. It doesn't matter yeah. what time through the day that it happens, that's a win. You did one thing and that's all you need to do for the day. So yeah. I'm treating this as the same thing. One thing that's going to make a huge small thing Mm. now next one Val get comfortable with rejection we all get rejected it's part of it you know 10% people are going to love what you do 30% are going to be indifferent and the rest are going to sit on the fence Mm. that's just life okay so um try and learn ways to get comfortable with hearing the word no what do you mean well, you know, you're not going to get everything. So if you're a, oh, a photographer mm-hmm. who uh, is is afraid of getting rejection to ask a stranger to photograph them, well, you're always going to think that you're going to hear no, but, like, you're going to actually get more yeses than nos. Mm. But just being okay with someone saying no, the, world, the sky's not going to fall in. It doesn't mean they're rejecting you personally. They just don't want you to take their photo at that time. That's more about them than you. It's actually got nothing to do with you so being okay with it but it's like all right everybody gets rejected everybody you know in this line of work um putting your work up there and sharing it uh you're not gonna the whole world isn't gonna like it 10 percent of people are actually gonna hate it but that's everyone that's everyone so it's just like knowing that and that's okay it's okay yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, next one, Val. Garbage in equals garbage out. So <laughs> what happens after a week of uh, binging on Nutella and drinking? Oh, my God, you feel it's, so fat. You oh, are you so feel fat. so fat. You can't oh. get your jeans done up. Like Nutella, oh no. oh Nutella. A week, if you have a jar, because I've done it, a <laughs> jar a day in a week, you can – six Ks easy. You've had a like, jar a day? Feel, I have. Uh, yeah. Uh, really? So – yeah, when I was writing books, like writing books for me is like a trigger for Nutella. But how can you eat it? How can you even? It's just eat? you go. Actually, it's I've like, seen you eat a whole jar. You've seen me eat a whole jar. It's yeah. just I can't. I can't. It, my partner just, came uh, to the went into the kitchen the next day, and he said, "Did Gina really eat all that?" Yeah, was he just <laughs> horrified as well? I can. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But 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 what happens is you feel dreadful. So the same yes. thing. Uh, is affects your mind. So if you're constantly putting garbage into your mind and surrounding yes. yourself with people who speak garbage, who are not supporting you or Absolutely. have lower, lesser than thoughts, you're fe- filling your brain up with fear and lack. So Remember, you-, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time yes. with. Exactly, exactly. So did you grow up with parents who, uh, you know, constantly complained of lack or, or, or went ahead like that, you know, that you have to just accept your lot in your life and it's never going to get better? Do you have that friendship group that are just like not, not, not really into art or anything that you are? So they're constantly like maybe not, not necessarily bagging what you do, but they're not that supportive, like go for it, that they'll be a bit funny. That's going to make, have a big impact on what you do. So, um, you know, there's no such thing as security. Nobody is guaranteed anything. So, like, it's all about, um, you know, knowing this, surrounding yourself with supportive people and uh, reading and filling your mind with good stuff. 
that's going mm. to inspire you. Um, and the one that I love from Brene Brown, I've mentioned this before, but carry around a piece of paper that's got the seven people that you respect in your life. They're the people that you listen to. Everyone else who makes a comment about your work or, 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 or what you're doing, just disregard it because mm-hmm. they're not on your list, okay? Great. Um, Another one, stop comparing yourself to everyone else, which is harder to do uh, than, than, you know, than, than just saying so. But it's like, you know, comparison, it's just a waste of time because you're, not com- you're comparing apples with oranges. You don't yeah. know where other people are on their journey. So, you know, it has a real impact on, on self-esteem as well. Focus on where you are. Compare yourself to you. So what you did when you started – you know, and compare to where you are now and forget about what everyone else is doing. Um, yeah, great. Then jump in, Val, pull the Band-Aid off. This is the one. What so do you mean? the cave you fear to enter holds the treasures that you seek. That's Joseph Campbell. Uh, so when I was a little girl, we used to have swimming lessons at school in the middle of June, freezing. freezing <laughs> That's ridiculous. In an That's outdoor swimming cruelty. pool. And we used to sit there, these little like tiny little things that we all were, we were like seven or eight years old, shivering at mm. the edge of the pool and, uh, you know, in our little bathers and, and they'd go jump in and I'm no it's cold and it's cold and I'd try that technique where I'd dip my toe in go (laughs) up to my ankle took forever and actually makes it more painful but the teacher would say just jump in it hurts there's a shock at first but you get used to it right (laughs) this is like just sometimes you've just got to jump in just get over it the thought it's the thinking that makes that makes you suffer more than the actual action it's so true Jump in, do it. Mm. You'll ha- it might be a shock for a split second. Your body acclimates so quickly. And then you know what? Once we jumped in, the water was warm, Val. Mm. After a while, the water's warm and I didn't want to get out. I'm like, this is beautiful. Swimming is beautiful. Um, mm. Finally, focus on the why, not the how. So just remember, like, you know, why is it that you do this? What is it that you love about the photography? Yeah. That- why do you love the art? Why do you want to do it in the first place? When really it's good really tip. tough, focus on that and that helps you. Uh, that is yeah. a really good tip because that is – I often get so bogged down with how am I going to get that, you know, depth of field exactly like how I want? How am I going to get the right lighting? How am I going to – and I think that's a great – and I get very frustrated with myself um, when I think that way, but I, th- and, and I don't even mean taking photos for clients or anything like that. I just mean, you know, taking, trying to take the photos that I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I need to remind myself, uh, why am I doing it? That's, that's a really good point. Cause instead exactly. of being frustrated and then just putting the camera back in its case, um, exactly. yeah, you just need to remember and, and just start enjoying it and not stressing out so much about about the how so the guaranteed way val to never ever fail like i've got a guaranteed way like i can tell you this this is a formula you will never fail again okay okay yes i'm all ears i like this never try okay (laughs) so people who never try anything will never fail it's guaranteed but Mm -hmm. you will lead a comfortably beige existence and you know don't have regrets because it's like, you know, the, 
there's a guy that wrote, I think a, a, a nurse that wrote a book about the regrets of the dying and oh, the yes. greatest regret is not what they did, it's what they didn't do, yeah. you know. So don't miss out on something just because you're afraid or there's that little bit of fear. You can break that down, that little voice, tell it to be quiet and mm. get out there and have a go. I've put a link to a few uh, fantastic uh, books and podcasts that I've listened to that uh, if you like this sort of thinking um, that uh, you, you might enjoy. Still Like an Artist by Austin Kleon is oh, a great book. I just read that. Book. Yeah, did you love it? Yeah, I did. I loved it. Yeah. It um, uh, then there's uh, Bravery and Authenticity in a Digital World. Brene Brown uh, interviewed by Chase Jarvis. Love, loved, love this interview. I, I love everything Brene Brown does. Um, I think she's amazing. Uh, so check that out as well. Uh, fantastic couple of other little, you know, bit of extra homework. Uh, Gina Challenge, Val, for this week. Yes, so hashtag Gina Challenge before you, well, while you think about that, Gina. Um, so what that is is every week we think of a topic or a theme and uh, everyone can interpret that however they like and you can upload your photo and just put hashtag Gina Challenge and then hashtag whatever the theme is which we're about to tell you and uh, it's a great way to share our photos along the same theme and if you're wondering where to upload it there's a couple of things that you can do first there is the Facebook group all you need to do is search for so you want to be a photographer podcast community on Facebook and join it's free to join Uh, But also there's the wonderful gold membership in the uh, community at GinaMilitia.com, which I love. It's a great place, just a dynamic environment where people ask questions and everyone's answering each other's questions. But there's also regular tutorials from Gina as well as regular live Q&A sessions. So you can come and, you know, uh, ask all your curly questions to Gina. And she also does photo critiques of Mm. your photos and gives you suggestions on how they might be improved in a variety of ways. So if you want to find out more about that, go to ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A and click on join the community. So yes, what is hashtag Gina challenge for this week, Gina? Well, I thought for this week the hashtag would be just did it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hashtag Gina Challenge. Hashtag Just Did It. And yeah. I and yeah, you can interpret that however you like. We'd love to see your shots. So yeah, that's fantastic. So we're almost at the end of our episode, Gina. What are you doing in the coming week? Uh, so I've got uh, a couple of shoots this week. Um, I've got yeah, so uh, a band uh, to photograph oh, and cool. also a. Um, a TV, so it's almost still slash event for a, for a TV show. So okay. I'll be doing that. And then um, what else? I've got some uh, more retouching to do. And hopefully, Val, if it's uh, we get this sun again, oh, yes. out on my bike. Oh, yeah, fun. Yes, yeah. What about you, Val? A couple of things. Firstly, I will be, uh, you know, exploring the Manfrotto tripod and I will get get that within the next four days for sure. I've made that my mission and, you know, once I've decided it's happening and then I'll no doubt be playing with it, of course. Um, I was lucky enough yesterday to get five hours one-on-one tutorial or one-on-one with a Adobe Master Trainer in Premiere Pro. That's so cool. Yeah, 
was really, really awesome. I loved every minute of it. I learned so much and yep. I can't wait to experiment with some of the videos that I've been taking. Um, mm. And I'm having, are you ready for this? Yeah. People over on Sunday. What? You don't do that. What I'm are you bro- cooking? What's are you getting it catered? I'm breaking out in hives as we oh speak. Oh my god! You, you don't understand don't, no, the stress. That's just oh my god! How I many know. people? Um, at this stage, uh, four. So uh-huh. there will be six of us. Uh-huh. Um, there might be another, another four, but oh my it, god, but possibly what, not. I'm not sure. What are you having? What are you making? What are you? What's so the plan? So it's it's it's. I couldn't cope with the idea of dinner because I, I that no, would make too much for send you. me no. like no. you know totally yeah round the bin so it's drinks like 5 30 oh, drinks easy so you just need some nibbles well well you know like something substantial substantial drinks you know what I mean oh yeah. right so you want to have like uh canapes, canapes. And like that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes 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 so I am catered a ball of stress at the moment at the thought because now we have to go buy some glasses as well because we <laughs> 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 really got, you know, enough and yeah. um, not enough for six people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we have to vacuum. We have to, yeah. like, yeah. mop oh the my God. floor. It's well, just... you need to lock the cats into one room because oh, definitely they, are they molting that. at the moment? There's hair everywhere. Yeah, of course. Mm. Oh. They, they molt every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I is. I saw a photo the other day. They're, what? What are you feeding them? They're it's like their fur is really they're puffed oh, no, they're up just for the furry. winter. They're not. They're not. They're huge. Fat. No, no, no. They're they're not fat. No, they're not fat. <laughs> they're they're just you probably um, have their body fat measured. Do you, Val? What's their percentage? You would probably know. Yes. Being yes. A rocky they're, sort of. They're at the right level. Yes, I take uh, their health very seriously. You can feel their ribs. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, enough. Yeah. Yeah, they're perfect. Yeah. yeah. How exciting. Well, how um, exciting. good luck I'll, with that. Yeah, I'll let you know how I <laughs> olives, go. Olives are good. Yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> Last time Gina came to my place, though, I <laughs> bought all this stuff that I thought was going to be awesome. Yeah. And what, you I bought started... a capsicum, uh, an avocado, <laughs> and a jar of Nutella Val. And, and, and some mung beans. Skin, and mung beans. And then you bought uh, some organic ice cream and <laughs> then said, can you make something out of that? And I said, let's just drive to the supermarket, Val. We'll just sort of pad this out a little bit, which was one better than the time before where you invited 15 girls over for, for lunch. And, you know, half an hour out, I'm like, where, what have you made, Val? What, what's, you know, a lunch in my honour, mind you. Yeah. And you boiled like a can of condensed milk because that was like that was all you had for the lunch. <laughs> and Gina ended up having to cook for I the cooked. whole thing. I cooked for everyone. Of course. Uh, anyway, we don't have to relive that. Um, where do we find you online, Gina? I'm at ginamilitia.com, G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A, and on Twitter uh, at Gina Militia, Instagram at Gina Militia. And I'm at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O on Instagram and Twitter and just search for Valerie Koo on Facebook. So thank you for listening to ev- – thank you to everyone for listening. We really appreciate it and we look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thanks, guys. 
Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.